All right, here's the next quote. What makes you a man is not the ability to have a child. It's the courage to raise one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with that one. I like how you're I, like, I, that's a thing. I understand that. What I, the, the only qualm I have with that are those that haven't, weren't given or haven't had an opportunity to raise a child. Mm-hmm. I mean, I... I, I know that, you know, like around Mother's Day, Father's Day kind of thing, we always want to shine a light to those that have mentored, you know, and yeah. and, and there have been a lot of people that filled in that role with either, you know, adult kids or, you know, or didn't have kids. They were kind of, you know, um, yeah, that kind of thing. So that's the only thing, apprehension I have to that. But yeah, well, I mean, like, look, dude, we talked about this a lot uh, when we talked about the, the TV dads. Yeah. Uncle Phil. Right. Right. Wasn't Will's dad. He was his uncle. But by the end of the show, he told Will, you're my son. Right? In other words, there was a relationship that that grew to where Uncle Phil stepped into a fatherly role. Now, I'm a huge believer and proponent of, of men. Like, you know when you know how it says, like, it takes a village? Yeah. Which I believe it does. Sure it does. When it... When, with with boys, it takes a village of men to raise that boy. What's up, my friends? Welcome to the Prada Poppy Podcast. My name is Benny, and on this week's episode, me and my brother actually talk about sparkling water and regular water. I'm sorry, that is so silly, but it's true. We do. But we also get into some of the most impactful fatherhood quotes. Check it out. You know which one I tried that I actually really like is... Uh, Oliver Oliver Market has it is the Spring Mountain Spring Valley oh, yeah, yeah, or something yeah. like that. The big bottle ones. Those are pretty they're good. They're just expensive though. Yeah, but they're also in bigger bottles and they're very they're very good. I could crush one of those though. That's the problem. Like in a sitting, I can crush one. I think what's wrong with crushing them? Well, then I just get thirsty later and I want another one. Well, you just get regular water from there. No, no, no. no. <laughs> That's good. I'm like no, I, I, I'm like probably like seventy five percent sparkling water now at this point. Really? Yeah, it's does cool. okay. So obviously, sparkling water doesn't hydrate you as much as regular water. <laughs> I don't know about that. There's something about like a cold sparkling water. No, no. I mean, I'm sure it's quenching, but yeah. does it hydrate you? No. I mean, it's water. I guess, but there's got to be like you can't say that uh, sparkling water hydrates you at the same rate or whatever as why, regular why can't water. you i don't know because sparkling study. water there's something there's carbonation in there yeah. there's and the, i feel like the carbonation doesn't is not hydrating like it dries you out or something mm-hmm. i don't know i'll take a look at it but i mean i'm not saying it's bad for you i'm yeah, just saying no. it's not as good <laughs> i mean i've been i've been off soda for like oh yeah seven when months, you're gonna dude. compare it to soda it's like yeah i yeah, mean yeah. i'm Sparkling water is the way to go. Yeah, yeah, but I just like when I drink one, I'm like, does this count towards my 100 ounces of water I should drink every day? Probably not. Are you drinking 100 ounces? I'm drinking three of these, and this is 30. Yeah, and I even sometimes go over that. So I'm I'm trying to have 100. We used to do these like health kicks at like Loud and Clear, where um, you know push ups, as many push ups you could in day, that kind of thing. And one of them was like drinking a gallon of water a day. Yeah, which is 120 ounces, I think. Yeah. 
Is it 120 ounces? I think it's 120 it's, ounces. It's not good. <laughs> I don't. I like, mean, it's a lot of water. Yeah, I don't think that's very but, healthy. Well, okay, a gallon. Let's see. Let's look at it real quick. A gallon of water. How many? Oops. How many ounces is? Because the report out there is like only drink water when you're thirsty. Mm, I don't know about that. That's what I've heard. Is only drink water. When well, you're 128 ounces is a gallon. It's a, that's a, it's a lot of water. It is a lot of water. Yeah. It's four of these. Yeah, which it's a lot. If you're not used to drinking water, it's a ton of water. Even yeah. if you are, it's yeah. I, I you got to really. I had to make many pit stops throughout the day. But I'll tell you this: days. there's a difference of me drinking two of these to three of these. Like you feel it in your body. Yeah, and my body react like I lose weight quicker. At a faster rate. I don't find myself as tired in the evenings. Um, yeah. All right. So that's, to know. that's your tip for the diet, <laughs> diet tip. tip. <laughs> Drink water. Yeah, let's just go into the show, right? This should definitely go on the show. Yeah, okay. If you're a dad and you're not drinking water, you're probably start, take, start with sparkling water first. <laughs> start with, start with spin drift. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I don't really like the grapefruit one that much. But I feel like grapefruit is such an acquired taste, the fruit and the flavor that I just, you know what? I just can't beat the Costco price though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause I think it equates to like, like 75 cents a can. Yeah. Which I mean, is, I mean, but can you ridiculous. really beat the Costco price for anything? No, no, but you just have to live with, you know, lemon, lime and grapefruit, which are, how are the lemon and lime ones of those? The lemon one is not as good as you think because they make a a lemon and tea uh, version, which is very like a like an Arnold Palmer Spindrift, which yeah. is very good. Okay, the raspberry one is I feel like very good. The orange mango very good, but you're not going to find any of those in the bulk aisle. No, 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 no. no. Right, right. It's lemon lime. The lime I actually really like. Uh, the lemon I can live with without. Great Not fruit. only if they sold like just lime, then that'd probably be a. I don't know if I could do like okay. thirty limes though. I mean, yeah. I don't see why not. I, I buy uh, like energy drinks off of Amazon because they're cheaper that way too. Yeah, I buy like twelve. I, I do rain. I don't do rain. Any. Rain. I've is never. The, I've never heard of that. It's good. No. It's like a. It's like a bang, um, but it's a little better for you than than a bang. You but, used to like kill Red Bulls. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Red Bulls and Monsters and yeah. Rock Stars are dude. horrible oh. for you. So I don't know how you drink those, dude. They were good, dude. I mean, I was also 20, so. Yeah. <laughs> I think I only got into like the, do you remember Amped from Mountain Dew? Yes, like, I do. But it's just because it tasted like Mountain Dew. Yeah. That was it. So. I'm like, I don't know what this is really doing for me, <laughs> but it tastes good. Um, so yeah, but if you're not drinking water, you should. I, but I, Again, I think sparkling water is good compared yeah. to soda. Yeah. I just oh, don't think oh, yeah. it's, it's as good as regular. No contest. I feel much better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> don't get me wrong. The first eight months of this has been really hard, but oh, I'm, sure. <laughs> I'm hoping it's going to turn around. I'm sure. Here's a question for you. Hmm. When uh, James was younger, mm-hmm. like baby, and he was in a diaper. Yep. You guys use regular diapers, right? You weren't like yes. cloth diapers? <laughs> no, I don't yeah. think I could do that. <laughs> Neither. <laughs> um, when it came time to clean him, mm-hmm. How many wipes did you use? Like, would you say? Like, as a normal, like, he went poop. Like, how many wipes would you use? Two to three, maybe. Okay. I'm a man of efficiency. I, if I okay. could, if I could live with one, I'd do one. But 
you know. Okay. Where'd you buy your wipes at? A little bit of everywhere. Target, um, uh, Walgreens, because it was close kind of thing. We actually had a lot donated to us. So I think think we made it to like maybe like three months or so just on wipes just given to us, which is awesome. So Yeah. We always bought our wipes from Costco, so we had like crazy amount. So I would always go like four or five wipes. You know, we used to get diapers at Costco until um, Safeway did them and Safeway actually had I I priced it out because I don't know about you but like especially with my firstborn yeah like I was like calculating everything okay what's the best deal we can get like master of efficiency trying to figure this whole thing out yeah uh Safeway diapers were actually cheaper than the Costco ones really yeah but you just but you're got pricing more out per diaper per diaper okay yeah but you just got more diapers in, in Costco. Costco but you also paid more for them per diaper Okay. So it was ne- ne- like negligible. That's the brand. No, no, no. Oh, like the the difference was was a uh, very miscued. You know, very, what was the brand? Because brand, Sa- Safeway I Select. mean, brand matters. Safeway Select. And your experience with them was good. Yeah, okay. totally fine. Because like, there's some that I don't remember if it was. Oh, I, I've used the Dollar Tree diapers. Huggies or yeah, one of those. Oh, I don't know Huggies, but I don't. I don't. Maybe it might have been Huggies that we got like a couple times. Where we're like, we hate these. Yeah. Because we use Pampers. I hope I got that right. Or it might be flipped. I don't know. No, I, I did a lot of Safeway Select diapers, and they were they were great. They held so their weight? They held their weight, that's for <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like we got good use out of them? Oh, yeah. No, for sure. I'd recommend that. Yeah. So, I mean, we got a lot of stuff at Costco because you could buy a bulk. Um, wipes, diapers. Uh, formula, we had to go like, you know, Safeway or... Because uh, Costco didn't have really formula like that, right? Like were they you, uh, probably saw you buckets. Were you Infamil or were you? We uh, were Infamil. What's yeah. the other one? The yellow one. Uh, it was the yellow one. It yeah. was the yellow. Yeah. Well, you know how they have like different ones that you're supposed to use when they're certain stages, the right. ages or whatever. Right. So yeah, but the Infamil. But man, like especially like uh, during the the pandemic, which. Thank God we didn't have a baby then, really. We did. I know. <laughs> but the formula and stuff, like, just, like, and it was, and that stuff was scarce on the yeah. shelf. It was like, dude, this is kind of freaky. We were, we were very fortunate um, constantly because we had really, we still do have a great pediatrician. He's like, anytime you come in here, just ask me. We have them here. Oh, wow. If you need, if you need some. He's like, don't be afraid to ask. We have them here. That's what they're here for. And so every time we went in. Said, hey, you know, and, you know, I, I get it. Like, you, you can kind of feel like hand and hat. Kind yeah, of like, yeah. I'm going to have some. But he was like, no, no, here, take some, you know, kind of thing. And then um, I think they gave us some, like, coupons stuff, too. So oh, that's cool. Great. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, I'm, I wonder if every pediatrician says that. Like, hey, you can always ask. No, just mine. Oh, okay. Dr. Dan. Oh, He's a real go. one. Big Star Wars fan. Cool. Really cool guy. So, but he's been with you guys since James. Since James, mm-hmm. that's cool. Yeah, us because we you moved know, around a lot. Yeah, we moved to San Diego, and then when we came back, but we were up in Upper Lake, and then so the kids haven't had the same. But I mean, they've had the same one the last couple of years. Yeah, since we've been established back in Santa Rosa. But I think that, that that's just so important, you know, to see a pediatrician that knows your child, the history. Like, as much as you would think, like, oh, it's all in the same hospital, like, they should know. 
they don't really communicate like that, yeah. like for every patient, you know? So yeah. literally if you're going in to see somebody else completely new, they're like, they, they won't say anything, but in their mind, they're like, this is me meeting them for the first time. I have no idea. Even though I have their chart in my hand, I have no idea what, well, you it know. was funny because um, I think it was after maybe six months, the six month check with James, he actually had his first baby. Mm. And so I checked in with him. I was like, dude, how's it going? He was like, I've been a pediatrician for, I think he'd been a pediatrician for like five or eight years, something like that. And he's like, it's a whole new ball game. He's like, yeah. you know, like, no, like, I know exactly what to tell other parents when their kids get sick, but when my kids get sick. Wow. And I was <laughs> like, yeah, that's real. That's you pretty know, cool. Very real. So um, cool guy. Yeah, that's cool. So three, four wipes, huh? Yeah, that's kind of where, I, again, I mean. I would only use more because I wanted to make sure that the baby's bottom was completely clean. So I, if I meant me using a couple of extra wipes to make sure that every crevasse was was <laughs> cleansed, then I'd, I would do that, you know. Um, and because we had Costco bulk of wipes, I felt like I could because it's yeah. like, oh, let's see a box over there with tons of them in there and I can. Just go happy. Yeah, you see, for go me, crazy. the wipes was never the issue. It was the bags and switching those out. The bags? Yeah, the diaper bags. Oh. Yeah, yeah. You had to switch them out? Yeah, I, I, I forget what the brand was, but it's, you know, one of the one of those cans with the little um, seal over it, so the smell is Oh, so okay, okay. After a while, you know, I don't know. Again, it, it was such an odd time for me in my life because I made this, like, well, you've known me since I was growing up. I am very much. I've known you since you were born. Since I was born, uh, very seen in my pants. You know, very like unorganized. And at that time in my life, there was this mental switch to like switching to oh, be more organized, be more efficient, kind of thing. And so in that, like again, everything was to efficiency. Like how, yeah, how you know, pack can we get this before this needs to go out? You know, where do we get diapers? When do we get them? At what prices? Yeah. What's a good deal? What's not a good deal? I think Ruthie's still so. waiting for that switch to go off in me. Because <laughs> I'm not a very organized person. Yeah. I'm not. I'm really not. I'm not. Uh, like, my mind just doesn't work like that. I'm not able to, like, it's, it's, it's hard. I have to really go out of my way and really put a lot of effort into thinking ahead and yeah. planning things out. Um, I'm also more of, like, a go with the flow. Yeah. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. We'll figure it out when we get there. Um, there are other things that I'm like learning, like finances, where I'm like, okay, I need to really plan this ahead of time and not just go yeah. into it like that. But when it comes to some of those like uh, things we need at home, things the kids need, like my mind, you know, that's why I'm thankful I have a wife who's super organized and can. Well, you know, that, that it was a big, it was big time, um, just job wise. Like I had to make yeah. that switch. I mean, we went from two worship pastors to one worship pastor yeah. and I had to manage two campuses. So, and at the time it felt like everyone had, um, very similar ways of, you know, uh, of operating like in the staff. And we kind of needed that other right side of the brain kind of thing, yeah. like organization. And so I had to like, just flip it and just like, okay, like, so part of it was just like out of necessity, yeah. like it, this was much needed. And then it just kind of bled into my, my normal life. So yeah, I like that. I like some of those dad tips you threw in there. Just like this dad tip I have right now. <laughs> and this week we're going to do something a little different. Uh, this comes from the social media account dads who try. I don't know if you've seen their stuff yeah. really good on Instagram. Um, and I like their stuff because they really just, some of it is kind of like humor. Some of it is kind of, 
practical, but just a couple of young dads who just kind of share a lot. They talk a lot about Bluey too, which is pretty funny. Um, they see the value in, and the, one of the cool things that they do is they really, um, he's really good about, Hey, these are five shows that your that your child shouldn't watch. And this is why. Um, so things like Peppa Pig and like Coco Melon, like, Hey, these, you should, your kids shouldn't be watching these shows. This is why, but here are five alternatives that they could watch that, you know, is, is helpful. And Bluey is one of those. So they're like huge, uh, Bluey stands. So here's his dad tip. And this, this week we're going to do it on a video. So this is from dads who try. Stop treating your kids like they're Amazon packages. Listen, good things take a long time. Kids are an investment. They're not a one-time purchase. And so maybe it feels like what you're saying, what you're teaching, it's not landing. It's okay. It's like a seed, okay? It takes a long time for that seed to show up above the ground. There's a lot of growth happening that you can't see yet. So don't be discouraged. Don't give up. Keep on going. It's going to work in the long run. Keep your patience. Don't lose your temper. Your words matter. And watch it pay out in the long run when your kid becomes a person that you believe they can be. So, really, really good. Um, the idea of investing in our kids like you would the, like a seed that's in the ground and you're watering it because you want it to become a plant uh, really connects with me because honestly, like I feel like when your kids are small and you're giving instruction, you're saying, you know, giving your, your day in, day out, like you're just some, there's some days where you're like, I don't know if they're really understanding what I'm asking them. I don't think they know what I expect of them, or I don't think they know, you know, but I, I think that I have to like stop and remind myself like, Hey, I'm an example that kids do listen, you know, like, like if your parents are faithful to the process and have a, a goal, a vision for how they want to raise their kids, like, and they stick to it and they don't waver, like good things are going to come from it. Yeah. You know? So the idea of like, don't look at instant results, but just keep investing and pouring into this seed because eventually like, that seed will become a plant, a tree that is going to show fruit of everything you put into it, I think is something that I resonates with me a lot. Yeah, I mean, I think that's just part of kind of the human experience, yeah. right? I mean, like, look at yourself 10 years ago yeah, and look at yourself now and say right. that there wasn't growth that happened, right? But I think it's it, it, it's easier to to really fall victim for that uh, with younger kids just because mm -hmm. you feel like, Oh, like they should know this, you know, like there is this decorum kind of thing, you know, like, Oh, they should, they should already know. I've told them this yesterday kind of thing. But, yeah. um, the only way that it really instills is, is again, like a, a good, healthy expectation of what it is. Right. And I have to remind myself, Hey, just because I told them that yesterday, doesn't mean that they remember today. Yeah. Right. And instead of looking at it as like, you know, they're not living up to my standards. Maybe it's an opportunity for me uh, in order to instruct them, right? Like kind of the same with the drill sergeant kind of thing, right? Where it's like, oh, the team didn't complete the course. Like we could blame the team, but more likely maybe the leader should have done a better job leading. 
right? Yeah. So, and really instill that and saying, hey, this is just an opportunity for me to be able to grow in patience, be able to grow in instruction, mm-hmm. I think is another kind of like important one. So that's good. I, I think also the, the, you know, something that you hit on is like, there's two things happening at once, right? Like we're investing in our kids, we're giving them instruction, we're giving them passing on these these morals, these ideas, a, a legacy. And so in our mind, it's like we're raising our kids, but at the same time, like we're growing up too, right? Like I'm, I'm as a father, as a man, growing older and maturing even more and more, growing more wise, hopefully, right? Like, so there are two things happening at once. It's like I'm investing in my kid, but at the same time, like I'm also changing and adjusting along that process. Cause like, as you said, like the father that I was the first year when Abel was born is not the same dad I am now. Um, and so a lot of those instructions and, and ideas that I'm passing on to my kids, they may be pointed towards the same direction, but they, the, the, the packaging of them are different. Yeah. You know, um, I've shared this plenty on the podcast that like, I really dealt with a lot of like, just frustration and anger when the kids are younger because I guess I wanted to see the instant results. I wanted to see them listen to what I was telling them and then show that they heard what I said. Right. Like, and with small kids with toddlers, like that's just not realistic, you know? Um, So I think it's a great reminder for us dads to know like, Hey, even on the hard days where it seems like they're not paying attention, just keep like being persistent, be faithful to the process, be faithful to who you are and be faithful to the direction that you want your kids to go raising them that way. And in due time, you'll see like the fruit of your labor, the fruit of your investment, you know? Um, When Abel was born, uh, I was a youth pastor at the time and, um, or I was serving on the youth team at that time and I remember that I had a feeling of like, I'm really excited about my firstborn that's coming, but I also understand there's going to come a time where I'm going to have to like put pause on ministry to be home, like help my wife, right? Like all that. And I, I honestly didn't really know how to feel about how I felt about it. Like mm-hmm. I, cause I really enjoyed ministry. I, I have, I have a deep sense of like, um, what's a fulfillment like through ministry and uh, one of my friends uh, just kind of really like hit the light bulb in my head he was like um, having a kid is your opportunity to disciple somebody from the very first day they were born for the rest of the for the rest of your life or their life and being somebody who's serving on the youth team and discipling young people I was like, oh, shoot, like, yeah, like, this is, I I get to have an impact in somebody's life from the very first day that they were born, yeah. rather than getting them when they're 12, 13, 14, you know, and they already got all these ideas, like, this was my chance to, like, grab somebody when they were born and really invest and disciple in them from that very first day, and it really kind of just flipped the perspective of, like, oh, well, then this is this isn't something I should shouldn't feel like bittersweet about, or I shouldn't feel like, you know, 
I'm missing out on ministry because this this is ministry, and what I have the opportunity to do is gonna like impact this child, this person's life forever. Um, and so I thought that was like a really cool way of looking at it because I didn't, I wasn't looking at it that way, you know. Well, think about how much growth happens, yeah. right? I mean, like five years, you know, five years ago, how much has changed, you know, physically for you, emotionally, that yeah. kind of thing. Zero to five, you have, you know, a, a baby who cannot last more than five minutes without someone being there. Right. To five years old, speaking in sentences, running, jumping, eating solid foods, you know, like there's so much that happens within those first five years. Yeah. And again, like, again, I understand like the sense of like, we want it now, but there, there is, there's so much that happens within those, you know, first couple of years. Nevertheless, you know, into 10, into 15, that kind of thing that, um, you know, it, it is, it's, it's playing the long game. It's, yeah. it's seeing that, uh, seeing that growth and then, you know, providing an opportunity like, Hey, I, I'm the adult here, mm-hmm. you know, like I need to be able to impart wisdom and, but they just change all the time. So yeah, again, they do. It's tough. Yeah. I mean, you know, th- thinking about my kids, like, you know, like Abel's going to be 10 this year. And so, what the way I would communicate to him, even just last year, is not going to be the same way. You know, like he's he's very smart and he reads a lot and he watches a lot of YouTube videos about interesting things and how things work. So his mind's already programmed to think like, I see this, but his mind's already thinking like, how is this made? What goes into making this thing? And it's yeah. like, so he's already like beyond just what he sees, but even the things he doesn't see. You know, so those conversations are immediately different because I can't just, hey, see that, that, see that, and he can't just be that because he's going to be like, well, why is it like that? Right. And those are questions that are like, oh, I don't know, why is it get, like? That? Let me get back to you. <laughs> yeah, let me uh, <laughs> Google it real quick. I'll let you know. But um, really cool dad tip again from dads who try. Uh, they're on Instagram, YouTube. Check them out. Really cool stuff. Um, today I have some fatherhood quotes. I want us to look at some really deep ones. Now, I didn't write down like the name of who said these because as I was looking online, a lot of people have said different versions of these. So you're going to find these quotes in, you know, in, in similar ways, like everywhere you look for fatherhood quotes. Okay. So um, just some really cool ones I want to like talk about and discuss. So there's this one. So I believe that what we become depends on what our fathers teach us at odd moments when they are not trying to teach us. We are formed by the little scraps of wisdom. I love the first part of this. I believe that what we become depends on what our fathers teach us at odd moments. It makes me think immediately of like on unintended, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, um, like organic moments, like a moments that dads aren't necessarily trying to teach us something, right? Like that; those are the moments. Those are the things that really builds us up to who we are. And we shared this when we had dad on, like just about. Uh, I don't think dad ever, or maybe he did in some way, but like I don't think he ever said, "Hey guys, sit down because I want to teach you how to pray." I want to teach you how I pray. I don't think he ever, at least with me, I don't think he ever sat me down to do that. 
But at the same time, he didn't have to because we saw that he prayed every day. And in the times that I've asked him, like, oh, you know, what are you praying about? He's told me what he prays about. So, like, you know, even in even though my dad didn't, like, instruct me in how to pray, like, I learned about prayer, like, because of him, like, how important it was and what it meant, you know, and how, and how he valued it. Um, even though he didn't like sit me down and like, Hey, this is how you pray, you know? So, yeah. and I think that's kind of scary to think about like our kids are learning stuff from us and about us, even when we're not trying to teach them anything, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like they learn. And even if, even if they don't like follow along with us, like, they learn about us. Like they, they know like, Hey, like dad really loves mom. How do I know that? Because every time he got home from work, he'd give her a kiss and like smile and give her a hug. Like, and I know that he loved her or maybe it's like, Hey mom and dad, like they weren't always showing with their affection. So I'm sure that they loved each other, but we never saw it, you know, like things like that. So, um, I don't know. Any thoughts on that one? Yeah. I mean, yeah, the the one the other one that comes up to me is like working hard with that. Like he never stopped until the job was done. Yeah. Even if it inconvenienced dinner or something else, like he was going to go and work out and, and you know, he'd always joke around, you know, I don't want to see any Mickey Mouse work from you guys, you know, yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. He like he wants the job done well and wants it done, you know, uh, uh and basically done it to to do that. I I I'm sure you probably learned a lot, but I did one summer with him and just watching him work. Yeah. You know, because of that one summer, he'd be doing roofing one day. He'd be doing plumbing the next. Yeah. He'd be doing landscaping the next day. And so yeah. to kind of watch him kind of tackle all of those um, with like reason, reasonably like good competence. Like he yeah. kind of knew what he, he knew yep. he was doing, especially when it came to like working with trees and that kind of stuff. Like he was very comfortable in doing that. Um, and I mean, not that I, I learned how to do that because... <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I, I'm not much of a, a fixer upper around the house. I'm not either. But I did learn the work ethic at least with it. So yeah, I try to carry that. Yeah. Well, I mean, he would work Saturdays at home even if he wasn't going to work, right? Yeah. So like you, you learned about. I I did too. Yeah. And I worked with him two summers, and then I ended up later on getting a job, same company with him, and we weren't together every day. But like, you know, I mean, guys I'd work with would be like, "Your dad's the man," and yeah. I'm like, "Oh." Sweet. My dad's that, man. You know, that was always the thing, right? Like, it was yeah. always, whenever you hung out with guys that hung around my dad, yeah. it was always like, he's the man. Chola, Chola's the man. Yeah. He's solo the man. dad, solo dad's yeah, the solo man. Yeah, solo dad's a man. So. All right, here's the next quote. What makes you a man is not the ability to have a child, it's the courage to raise one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with that one. I like how you're I, like, I, that's a thing. I understand that. The the only qualm I have with that are those that haven't, weren't given or haven't had an opportunity to raise a child. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I know that, you know, like around Mother's Day, Father's Day kind of thing, we always want to shine a light to those that have mentored, you know, and, yeah. and, and there have been a lot of people that filled in that role with either, you know, adult kids or, you know, or didn't have kids. They were kind of, you know, um, yeah, that kind of thing. So that's the only thing apprehension I have to that. But yeah, well, I mean, look, look, dude, we talked about this last, uh, 
when we talked about the the TV dads. Yeah. Uncle Phil. Right. Right? Wasn't Will's dad. He was his uncle. But by the end of the show, he told Will, you're my son. Right? In other words, there was a relationship that, that grew to where Uncle Phil stepped into a fatherly role. Now, I'm a huge believer and proponent of of men like you know when you know how it says like it takes a village yeah which i believe it does sure does when it, when with with boys it takes a village of men to raise that boy right like abel mateo have me which you know it's like they have me but i'm a huge believer that like if i have an opportunity to get my kids around other guys who I love and trust and believe they have something to share with my kids, like I'm going to do it, you know, Um, playing basketball, right. With a bunch of guys, my kids probably cause more nuisance than anything when they go there. But I enjoy bringing them because they get to be around some of the other guys that I love and I trust. Some of them are fathers. Some of them are not. Yeah. But I love to see my boys around these other men because they learn. Right. You know, um, so an example is JR. Okay. JR is not a dad. Um, and it's not for lack of trying. Right. I love JR. There are things that JR does that I could never do. When we talk about handyman and, dude, the guy. Yeah is not only skilled with his hands, but is not afraid to take something on, right? He works on cars. He'll fix stuff up around the house. And so he has the mind for that. He knows how to. So anytime that I could get my kids around JR, like I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Because you guys you guys need that stuff, you know? And I know like the one of the big reasons I didn't learn or didn't want to learn was because dad was trying to tell me and teach me. Right. And honestly, I was like, no, dad. I'm good. It just sounds like more work. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. no, dad, like, I don't see the value in this. Like, you're doing it. It's all good. And, and now I'm just like, oh, my gosh, why was such a knucklehead? So I'm like, okay, well, in this instance, my kids won't get that from me because I don't, <laughs> I don't have that. You know what I mean? <laughs> but maybe they'll learn it from somebody else yeah. who's, like, willing to, like, try and teach them. So I, I feel you on that. Like, yeah, there are guys who haven't had the opportunity yet to raise a child. And – but I still believe – I don't necessarily, I'm not saying that they're not a man or anything because I believe that my boys need to be around those guys right. too because um, they have something to to offer. The way I look at this is more like, it's kind of along the lines, even though it's kind of like opposite, but <laughs> it reminds me of having a child doesn't make you a dad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so, Oh, skipped it. So what makes you a man is not the ability to have a child. It's the courage to raise one. What makes you a dad isn't having a kid. It's raising the kid. That's what makes you a dad. Right. Right. Um, I think that that is what I think it's it's probably the highest calling in life as a man is to raise a child, to help raise a child, to take the role of like, I'm going to pour into you and teach you what I know. Right. Um, and it says the courage to raise one. And I think there's nothing scarier in life than to raise another child, right? Like to raise a, a boy or a girl, like, dude, like it takes guts to do it. You know, if you want to get challenged and, and see parts of yourself that you 
probably been trying to hide away and not deal with, like raising a kid is going to bring that all up to light and shove it in your face right. and make you eat it, you know? So, yeah. That's what I think about when I'm yeah. when I'm reading this. I just, so. Yeah, I just wanted to make a shout out. To, oh, for sure. to all those uh, those guys because sure. I think it's it's it's. Um, I understand the the sentiment for it for sure. Um, yeah, it just feels like sometimes it's like, you know, like oh, the, you're not strong. No, enough yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. Thing. Like the, yeah. the true fact of the matter is you're that not like, a man. Yeah, I, I think the one thing that I've learned throughout uh, like my like Christian faith has been like. I'm only a couple decisions being away from something that I think, you know, like yeah. isn't worthy. Right. right. And so I need to have grace for those that are in those situations because, you know, that story is not done. It's not, yeah. it's not finished written. So. And dude, and you know what? Yeah. This is also an encouragement for guys who haven't had that honor yet. You can make a difference in, in somebody's life right now. Right. You could easily be that cool uncle, be that uncle in somebody's life that could, okay, maybe you're not, the title of dad, but have a a father figure type role in somebody's life. Yeah. You just gotta look for it, you know. So I mean, um, I think the I think if if we all kind of like, you know what I mean, like looked for those opportunities, like or the impact we would make would be amazing. Um I'm gonna do one more here. Yeah. Um, and I think that this one for me hits home because I have a girl. And that is a girl's father is the first man in her life and probably the most influential. I'm going to take your word for it. <laughs> I, I don't have a girl. Well, uh, talk about your wife. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yes. Right. There, there's that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my, uh, I, I love my wife. She's the greatest person in the world to me. And I think her parents did a, a great job raising yeah. her, you know, um, yeah, just upstanding morals, just the sweetest person yeah. you could ever, and and genuine. And a lot of that comes from uh, from her dad. Very genuine guy, very nice guy. Right. Yeah, very involved in his girl's life. And so, um, yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, a girl's a girl's father is the first man in her life, which is like yes, yeah, right. And but then the most influential, in other words, like that relationship is a lasting impact, right? Like forever and ever. Like even when they're married and they have their own kids, like that relationship with their dad is, excuse me, is important, you know? And and like for me, again, for me, Dalia is a year and a half. And so like, I'm like, wow. Like, you know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. I, the boys too. I mean, it's not like the boys are like, all right, get out of here guys. It's just me and <laughs> Dalia right now. Although sometimes it may feel like that, but, um, but like that relationship with dad is, super important because it really and and you know also with the boys I think Ruthie and I had a discussion about this where you know because she had sent me something similar to this where it was like oh you know like the way that you love what the way a husband loves uh, her wife is a way that your daughter will understand how relationships should work and what type of man and I'm like oh yeah that's true um and then I asked her I'm like let's flip that around though you know like I mean, the way that my a wife loves her husband shows the boy too, like what type of woman you want in your life, you know, right. and how you should be treated as a man, you know, or as a boy, right? Like how you should be treated in that relationship. So like it works both ways for sure. Yeah. Um, obviously, the message is like parents are important. The relationship with your parents are important, you know, and even if, 
you have unhealed wounds there, it's going to make an impact later on in life. So it makes an impact regardless. I yeah. think that's just moreover the the crossover, whether it was a a positive influence or a difficult you know influence or a complicated influence. Yeah, um, it definitely kind of carries across, and so. Yeah. Do you have any fatherhood quotes? Is there an Eli quote that you always say to James or something? <laughs> mainly jokes, mainly. But give me a it. joke. What is a, a joke that you give him? Uh, what's he's he was actually really proud of telling this. So, <laughs> uh, so Jana's Jana's cousin's husband actually works for NASA. So okay. he, he works, I think, uh, in rockets and that kind of stuff. Yeah. He actually helped uh, on the project to land the uh, Mars rover on Mars. So cool. So wow. he went he, he went up, actually, he, funny enough, he went to the wrong uncle and told him the joke thinking that was him, but <laughs> it was not. But, uh, you know, uh, when does an astronaut go, uh, when does an astronaut eat? When? At launch time. Wow. <laughs> I, I told that one to uh, to Luke and Sarah and her daughter, and they're like, "Oh, did, did you go to In and Out too?" Like, yeah, yeah, we did. Oh, is that we where you sure got it from? We got it from In and Out for sure, no doubt. <laughs> hey, you guys! Thank you so much for joining me this week. Let me know right now in the comments which is your favorite sparkling water brand, Eli. Had one here. I prefer another brand. Which is your favorite brand? I want to know. So drop them right now in the comments. If today's your first day watching this podcast, make sure you subscribe because we drop weekly episodes filled with content that's going to help you become the proud poppy that you want to be. Thank you guys so much. Until next week, peace out.